on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Eight o'clock. Appreciate you joining us. Happy Patchy Friday. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Did you see Rolando's text? I have not got to the text line yet. It's pretty good. And it ties into our local coverage tonight on the Monkey. Did I hear that Lance Reddy will be calling the Tigers? He says Indians here. They're the Red Ox now, but Rolando, I, I get that. They're those that still... Still love that name. Uh, Red Dog was my... I didn't realize that was Lance's nickname. Red Dog was my high school ball coach. Might have to heckle that Wyoming swimmer. Okay. <laughs> so a little trip to uh, to Montrose tonight, perhaps, for Orlando. Okay. See what... You're not the guy in the white cowboy hat that heckles Dutch, are you? I, know. <laughs> I, I know. I know it's not Rolando. Uh, RJ and Delta, 102.1 FM. Jim, what I find interesting is the Washington football team hires Dan Quinn while holding a second pick in the draft with needs of a quarterback. Do you really want a defensive coach to groom a potential franchise quarterback? Was Quinn hired by them waiting too, uh, waiting too long for their first choice as head coach? Given that Bill Belichick was still available for most of this coaching hiring cycle, and he was not clearly not their first choice because if he was they could have hired him but wouldn't you put belichick in the same category as quinn i mean was who's the last was the last quarterback that bill the bill belichick developed that that he was responsible for because let, let's be honest well, the last tom, one that he was responsible tom, for was mac jones i mean because tom brady let's let's be honest about that belichick is a defensive maestro. Yeah. Tom Brady, there were certainly there's folks like Josh McDaniels that were part of, of Brady and what he did and his success. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien played a role in that as well. But it, it wasn't Bill that was the guy that made Tom the quarterback that he that he became. Who is the guy on the Patriots staff that went on to co- go coach Notre Dame? Uh, Charlie Weiss. Charlie, we- Charlie Weiss played a role. He co- coached uh, Kansas, and then um, I believe I believe he was at Notre Dame. I have to look at the Charlie Weiss resume, but um, but Charlie Weiss played a role in that. And but it, but it wasn't like Bill Belichick developed Tom Brady, and so I just think that you you're the same boat is what I'm trying to say in the case of of hiring Belichick in Washington. If you're, if you're concerned about a coach who's going to help develop a quarterback. My thing is though, cause it came and across Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame and Kansas. Yeah. So Good job. thank you. Blind squirrel finds nut nuts, all that. Good on stuff. occasion. So yeah, the hiring of Dan Quinn is interesting. And I was thinking about it this morning. It seems kind of, it seems almost like a lateral move to go from Ron Rivera to Dan Quinn, defensive-minded head coaches that got their teams to Super Bowls within a year of each other. Remember, Ron Rivera was the Panthers coach for Super Bowl 50. Yeah. 
the one where the Broncos gloriously won. Thank you, Von Miller, and Peyton Manning's last game. And then he had next year, twenty-eight to three. That was Dan Quinn. And, and here's and here's my thought too. Do the do the Commanders draft a quarterback? Because you look at Sam Howell's numbers. Completion percentage, okay, could be better. 63.4%. He threw for almost 4,000 yards, though. The 21 touch. He has a little bit of a Jameis Winston stat line here. 21 touchdowns, 21 21 interceptions. There it is. That's going to get better with him, though, you would like to think. He's a young quarterback. And you would think that he started as a rookie. And you would think that that Sam Howell, or it seems, pardon me, be second year. He was in his second year, excuse me. Young quarterback, though. They, I, you know, I, just to me, I, I think the, he's only going to get better. He's not going to get worse. He's going to get better. He is. And maybe that's where they're looking at this with, with Sam Howell. And it's not, it's not Dan Quinn that's expected to develop him. It's, it's whoever with, Dan... Quinn picks for OC, right? Whoever, the, whoever that may be, and and so maybe they feel like they've got their guy in Sam Howell. They just need somebody that to coach him up better. They got Terry McLaurin. They got they got talent there, right? Uh, from a receiver standpoint, Logan Thomas, pretty good tight end. They got good. You know, Robinson's good running back. They've got they've got pieces there. They've got good parts, and it's just a matter of Sam Howell maturing. Because I I can't say that any of the guys in the draft that they could pick are automatically going to be better than Sam Howell. I don't know that. So maybe that's RJ. Maybe that's where they're thinking is they, they've got their guy. in Well, Sam Howell. And, and something, something to keep in mind too, Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator of Dallas, that was a top 10, top five unit in the league. Washington's defense under the leadership of, I believe it was Jack Del Rio for a period before he stepped away. They were at or near the bottom in the defensive metrics, in the defensive categories. So the the logic is bring Dan Quinn because he coached a top five defensive unit, but also give Dan Quinn the ability to hire an OC and a quarterback's coach and put together pieces. Because remember, his OC in Atlanta was Kyle Shanahan. That was a fairly good hire on that on that end. And if he knows where to kind of find these guys to bring in as offensive coordinator that can turn Sam Howell around, that would be something where he can he can work on rebuilding the defense, which needs to improve. And the guy he ultimately chooses to run the offense would ultimately be in charge of developing either Sam Howell or whoever they draft with that second overall pick. Can we get a text from Steven, who's a big-time Washington fan? Uh, the Washington football team hire was awful. Dan Quinn sucked in Atlanta, and he did take him to a Super Bowl, but like you know, Ron Rivera did too uh, in Carolina, and he isn't even bringing Shanahan Jr. with him. Should have tried out Eric B. when the Lions OC decided to stay and no on Sam. So, Steven, I'm going to ask you, this is your team. And my, I, I've watched bits and pieces of Sam Howell. I watched, obviously, Sam Howell lead, lead the commanders right. to, to win over the Broncos. Why no on Sam, on Sam Howell? I'm just curious. I'm not, I'm not trying to be uh, 
antagonistic here. I'm, I'm just curious why. You, you, that's your team. What about Sam Howell? I mean, the, the number, yeah, I don't like the 21 interceptions. No. But that can get, it's going to get, like, I would think that would get better. I, I'm just curious with a guy that's just a couple of years in the league of why you would already, after just one year of really being the starter, why you go, nah, can't get it done. We're going to go with an unproven rookie quarterback. I mean, do you get, does Kirk Cousins come back to Washington? I don't know. Wouldn't that be hilarious? I, I, I just, you know, I'm just curious. Let's say I'm not trying to be confrontational about this. It's your team. I'm just curious. What about Sam Howell you don't like? Because I just think you, you got a guy that's a couple of years in. I, I was impressed with what I saw from him against the Broncos. Played played really well. He has flashes. And can you get somebody in, though, that installs an offense and a quarterback coach that helps him develop consistency? He's got mobility. He's He's got some playmakers around him. And, and my thought is, right now, I mean, you, just, you look around on, you know, the free agents that are going to be there. Is Ryan Tannehill going to be a better fit? Do you, are you going to go get Russ if the Broncos release him? <laughs> you know, would, would Russ be better? I, I may, Maybe, but he's also a hell of a lot older. And there's also and, a question. But I, I just think, Sam, how there's, we're talking year two for a guy. Right. And you're already done with him. And I guess I'm just curious why that would be the case when the, when the numbers to me are like, okay, yeah, there there are good things about what statistically what you see from him and what I've seen with the eye test in Sam Hill. And there's also the question too of do you bring Eric Bieniemy back? Maybe. It you know is he the best option for you at OC or is there maybe someone else? I you know we'll find out what Dan Quinn decides to do. We'll see what direction he goes. Let's uh, go ahead and go around the NFL this morning. Let's already, do it. Already kind of started that. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. Yeah, a question that's, I think, out there, too, with now Dan Quinn being hired by the commanders. Nobody hired Bill Belichick. None. Will... Will somebody regret that? Will the commanders regret that? Will the Falcons regret that? Will Jarrah regret not moving on from Mike McCarthy and bringing in Belichick? Well, remember, though, now that Dan Quinn is, <laughs> is in Washington, that defensive coordinator spot is wide open in Dallas. He's... Bill's not going to be. I know, a, I know. I know. Bill's not going to be a DC. He's I not. Know. I'm, he's not going to. He's not going to. No, no offense to those that are defensive coordinators. He's not going to sink to that level. No. He's Bill freaking Belichick. Six-time Super Bowl winner. Yeah. On the cusp of being the winningest coach in NFL history. I don't. The only thing I could ever I could see him do for a season is on a lark. Go. Like when Sean Payton got suspended, he coached his kids' flight football team or whatever. <laughs> and the turn Bel- it into a Kevin James Netflix yeah. movie. Yeah, the, the Bill Belichick would go do something. Like he'd go help Navy or something. Coach for a season. Just on a lark. Just on a for, whim. Just, you know, just something to do for fun until 
So until the league comes back call him. Until the league calls him, which they will. Somebody will call him in 2025, and I think he'll be coaching the league. Unless he makes the decision, I kind of like this retired thing. Being the all-time winningest coach doesn't really do that much for me. I don't really care. My legacy is cemented, and I, I don't I don't need to do this anymore. And that's the thing, right? Because you have... Let's say that he doesn't win those Super Bowls. Let's say that he gets to them, misses all of them, loses out on all of them. Or let's say he doesn't get to all of those Super Bowls with Tom Brady. And yet still manages regular season-wise to get this close to where Don Shula is in terms of all-time wins. But it also, it's kind of like, would his legacy be cemented still if he hadn't won all those Super Bowls? The but, answer but, is... But but, a, but here's the thing, though. If he doesn't get to the playoffs and go to Super Bowls and make deep runs, he doesn't come anywhere close to Shula. So there you go. Because you, you, you have to win games in the postseason, add to that win total, add to that resume to get to where he's at. And so uh, Bill Belichick... No, look, if Bill Belichick had teams that came up short of making the playoffs every year, right. he'd be gone. Like he, he was gone in Cleveland. Totally. Like yeah. he was gone in Cleveland. You know, here's here is something that to kind of keep an eye on, though. Even though Kevin Stefanski, I think he's done a nice job in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I think Buckeyes even talked about this a little bit. And this is I I don't think it's a full blown tinfoil hat thing mm-hmm. say the browns don't don't do well this year say they, they they come up short they don't make the playoffs or they lose like again the first round super wild card weekend they lose in the first round and the call the, the, the jimmy haslam goes bill belichick sitting there right there he could come back here wash the stink off of his legacy of what happened when he was the coach here the first time around and get us to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl in Cleveland, become the winningest coach. Kind of like the same thing with Jarrah. Yeah. I think I, I could see where McCarthy flames out, doesn't go doesn't go well. And, and Jarrah said, look, I have no problem working with Bill Belichick. And so I know he kind of walked back those comments a little bit, but but I could clearly see one one of those two scenarios happening because those are two rosters that have the talent to get to a Super Bowl and maybe win it. Right. And but but Cleveland, Bills, Bills, you know, you know, kind of got again an affinity for I think Ohio and and would like to probably maybe go back there. But even though he wants to be on the East Coast, so that's the thing and. Is Cleveland, Ohio close enough to meet that criteria? I, I don't know. But then again, is Dallas <laughs> close enough to meet that criteria either? I Just because they're in the NFC East. And once again, how, how hung up is Bill Belichick on being with an East Coast team? We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, they'll, the, next year will be intriguing as far as Bill Belichick is. The, that name is going to be out there all the time. It'll be... It'll be he will be the elephant in the room. He'll be he'll be sitting there waiting, and coaches waiting. are going to be looking over their shoulder because Bill Belichick could be the guy that replaces him at some point. All right, uh, 
Mike Zimmer, former uh, Vikings coach. He's been a consultant for uh, Coach Prime over at the uh, University of Colorado. The Muffs. Mike Zimmer, according to Pro Football Talk and the Dallas Morning News, could be the guy that replaces Dan Quinn in Dallas. Hmm. But uh, Mike Zimmer, you know, coached under four head coaches in 13 years with the Cowboys, so he's been there already. And so that's now kind of there's some a little bit of smoke around the Mike Zimmer name right? that potentially he could end up being the defensive coordinator. All right, yesterday, the um, both the Seattle Seahawks and uh, the L.A. Chargers, they uh, this week announced their head coaching hires, Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, will make $16 million a year Oof. for big, dumb khaki pants. That's... That's a lot of khakis at Old Navy. That's a that's like a whole platoon of khakis right there. So here's new Chargers coach, one-time Chargers quarterback, Jim Harbaugh, on changing what's been eh, not exactly a real winning culture in recent years with the Los Angeles Chargers. The team, the team, the team. It's going to be um, it's going to be a team effort. There won't be any uh, any magic formulas. Um, the only ones I know are just good old-fashioned hard work and uh, teamwork. And that's the vision that I've uh, received from the Spanos family. Uh, that's the guidance, you know, that this, is, this has to be done. This has to be done like a team. Uh, and, and the great family that they are, team, family, those, those are synonymous um, you know, for each other. Uh, and I, I got to quote Katie, my daughter Katie Harbaugh, uh, because she came up with one of the best quotes I've ever heard. Uh, work together, win together. She's been watching Ted Lasso uh, or something? The operating right. word there is, is together. Uh, so everything we're going to do is going to be done as, as a team. Collaborative, um, you know, anything and, and everything uh, that, that I can do as a coach. Um, you know, for our players, it's, uh, it's about them, those, those, helpful, those helpful warriors, those those uh, uh, mighty men, uh, so that they can be successful. Mighty men, okay. That's yeah. He has been watching Ted Lasso or but something. That, but that's also just some of the, the quirkiness of Jim Harbaugh. The, the stuff that I do like about Harbaugh, right? Just the kind of quirky, off the wall stuff that he says. We know this about Jim Harbaugh. He can talk about it. it's about it's the team, the team, the team. As long as that team does exactly what I say. <laughs> Long as they follow my guidance. Long, long as you do exactly what I say, it's all about the team. Now, the team owes it to him at least to listen because he sure. is fresh off a national championship win. And we, we still kind of forget how good those 49ers teams were when he coached them to those three straight yeah. conference championship games. I mean, he took a team with Colin Kaepernick who had a very unique style of quarterback play. Right. right? And, and all the other stuff about Kaepernick, just Pat Kaepernick as a player this morning, and got them to a Super Bowl and came very close to winning a Super Bowl. Very close. All right, so Jim Harbaugh meets the media. Mike McDonald, also not to be confused with Michael McDonald of the Doobie Brothers, uh, Ravens defensive coordinator, now the head coach in Seattle, where he becomes the youngest coach in the NFL at 36. We've seen this organization operate from afar, and uh, I've had nothing but respect for 
the ownership, especially John, how they've operated, Coach Carroll, um, the ability to compete for championships at a consistent um, pace and how they play and the spirit of the players um, has been something that I respect a lot. And going through the process um, and, and meeting John and, and the leadership team, the, th the first thing that really popped to me was the parallels of, of the organization that I've been working for for 10 years and where I've really grown into the person and the man and the coach that I am today. And that was extremely appealing to me. Oh, Michael McDonald for Mike McDonald. What a fool believes, you know? I want you to go out and make some tackles. Do it today. Once, once you said that, I couldn't get it out of my head. I'm sorry. I want you to run the play at full speed. Do it today. What a touchdown is. I'll let you do that and blow it out. Blow out those vocal cords. <laughs> Thank you. I got to do PA tonight, so. For our, for, for our friend, Dave Yonke, over at, over at CMU. Diehard Seahawks fan. I hope it goes well. Yeah. With Michael Mike McDonald. He, there's just I, he seems like a really good guy, smart guy, right? First first time head coach ever at anything. That's going to be the problem. There, there just seems to be this feeling of a guy that's going to look like Kevin Bacon in Animal House. All is well. Yeah, I know. I just it just has that feel to it. I don't. I I hope I'm wrong. It's a lot to take on. Never been a head coach. He worked with a great organization with the Ravens for 10 years. We'll yeah, we, we talked about Ted Lasso and the comparisons there. It, it's, it's one of those things where you have to, if you know where your weaknesses are from the start, it's going to be a little bit, I won't say easier, but, but you know where you need to kind of put your focus on. We know this much. The Ravens did some historic things with him as their defensive coordinator. Absolutely. And in Seattle, if they can get their defense back to when it was when they won Super Bowl forty eight, when they when they had the Legion of Boom, that kind of defense. Because Geno Smith's not bad at quarterback. No. He's he's developed into a pretty reliable starter. They, they they've got some talent around him with, with guys like Lockett, Metcalf. The defensive side, they can make it better. They, you know, they could make some hay, no doubt about that. We'll Absolutely. see what Mike McDonald does. Uh, one final thing on around the NFL that um, the NFL had studied the XFL's low impact kickoffs, where they line up just the ten yards from each other. Mm -hmm. And so, according to Mark Maskey of the Washington Post, also Pro Football Talk, that the NFL is going to look at this again. It maybe might consider. Doing something they never do. Bleh. Use somebody else's really good idea and perhaps do this. They actually line up five yards, excuse me. They line up five yards on the kickoff with only the kicker and the returner permitted to line up elsewhere. And so you don't have time to run at full speed, so it reduces concussions, but there's still the ability to return kicks because kickoff returns way down. Thanks to the new rule, giving the receiving team the option of the fair catch and getting the ball at the 25-yard line. 
So this could be accomplish the two things, safety, which is huge, but also return, make the return of the return game. Make it, make it exciting again in terms of kickoff returns. There's a YouTube channel out there, part of the SB Nation umbrella called Secret Base. And they did a video on this years ago where they said the kickoff is a stupid, you know, if you're, if you're talking about like comparing it to other technologies and in football, how we've come across, how far we've come. If the sport of football is like a server room with all this technology and CPUs and data centers, the kickoff is the 1970s era coffee pot in the break room that doesn't always work and when it works it's meh yeah you know right and and that's the thing is you talk kickoffs the safety of them we know that they're one of the most dangerous plays because guys are running at full speed from 50 yards apart into each other and also they tried to do this whole thing where they moved the the line so that there'd be more touchbacks the problem is the contact's not happening where the ball is when it's bouncing in the end zone, the contact's happening 30, 40 yards up in front of right, the return. Where, where guys are blocking. Where guys are blocking. Because you're running each other at full speed. And this, you don't run at each other. If you're five yards apart or 10 yards or whatever, five yards apart. You don't get that chance to build up, obviously, that speed. Yeah. That inertia. The, that momentum. That momentum to have that kind of contact. So, uh, how about NFL Look at Sky Judge. Once again, I feel like I bang this drum oh, all the time. Sky Judge, and then I think my all-time favorite rule, because I saw it implemented, um, I, I don't know if this was XFL or USFL. It might be it, one of the same at this point. The fourth and 15 in place of the onside kick. Yeah, I think that was XFL that, that did that. And, so, and that, uh, yeah, to I, me, is genius because, especially for a game like we saw the NFC Championship game. Right. Where the, and look, would that rule have turned the tides? Yeah, hard to say. Probably not. And there were a lot of things that went into got, that. Got a hell of a lot better opportunity to convert a fourth and 15 than you do recovering an onside kick. Because everyone knew that they needed to go for the onside kick. And everyone knows that the onside kick, the probability of recovering those is so yeah. astronomically tiny. And and I still, I still feel like it needs to be 15 yards for pass interference, not spot foul. Just like it is in college. Yeah. Uh, ball fumbled out of the end zone. Should not be a touchback in the ball for the other team. Should be where the ball goes out, where the ball is fumbled, and then the offensive team gets the football at that spot. I, I just, to me, I, and Buckeye and I agree on this, never made any sense. Ball gets fumbled out of the end zone, are you going to give it to the defense? Why? What? I mean, okay, maybe they maybe they forced the fumble. Maybe it's some, or some way that they earned that opportunity, but they didn't recover it. And so she just go back to the offense at the place where the where the receiver, the runner, fumbled the football, where the ball came out, goes to that spot. It's an absolute stupid rule. I've never understood that. Yeah. Something needs to change. All right. And looks like maybe kickoffs might be changing in the NFL. All right, uh, 827, and it's time for Where in the World is Tyler Francis. Where in the world is... Carmen San Diego. Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. He's not hide forever. I will find you. Yes, it is your chance to win beer today. Case of fat tire from our good friends over at High Country Beverage, New Belgium Brewery. 
And uh, obviously, since it's beer, so you, you got to be over the age of 21. And if you don't want the prize, don't participate. And also, if you have won within the last two weeks, please sit it out. But otherwise, if you're over 21, you haven't, won in, for it. haven't won in a while and you want the prize, go for it. Text in with the correct answer to where in the world is Tyler Franson on the team text line 970-242-1340. Today, for where in the world is Tyler Franson, we celebrate girl power. Sure, both men's and women's basketball teams play in this college dome, but it's the ladies who have the better record, 432 and 99, compared to the men's 378, 166. Hashtag girls rule, boys drool. Also, I have to give props to the architect for going with a gold dome finish made entirely out of Kim Mulkey's closet. Where in the world is Tyler okay. Francis? All right, so. First correct answer wins a case of Fat Tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. So uh, get your answer in now. First correct answer wins 970-242-1340. And you're in for the never-ending contest. You could win $5,000 worth of fencing from England, Fence, and Montrose. That's also uh, $5,000 toward a pergola, perhaps, as well. So nice. uh, make sure you go to their website. But uh, you're in for that if you win today. We'll also do another qualifier before the end of the hour for our Buffalo Wild Wings Big Game Giveaway. But uh, we'll take a break. And on the other side, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, will join us next on The Jim Davis Show. They need a wake-up call. Call or text The Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. All right, welcome back, 832. Jim along with Cake today. And uh, we got Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. You're, you're trying to pull up a video of uh, of the hiring of Dave Canales, your new head coach, and uh, your owner, Dave Tepper, with the uh, the people look like they're paid to... Yeah, they go, here we go. There they are coming in. Hey, shaking hands. Like in like a North Korean propaganda video or something? Dave Tepper had the whole front office in at the doors waiting for Dan Morgan and Dave Canales. And this guy sitting next to Dave Tepper is just over the top. Just, Mr. Tepper, look, I'm close. See? I'm Johnny here. butt kiss at work right the guy's, there. He's, I'll say he's a real life Vince McMahon <laughs> NFL owner. Like just, he seems like a wrestling character, this guy. And they do share some, uh, uh, definitely a controversial uh, persona. Yeah. No doubt about that. But uh, it's all good. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's let's talk about All Star Weekend. Um, of course, uh, the Avalanche represented by Nathan McKinnon, um, also Miko Rantanen, uh, Gail McCarr as well for the Avalanche, and um, you know, I, Toronto. I mean, it's it's nice that they're having this because uh, the Maple Leafs they don't get to enjoy nice things in the postseason in the Stanley Cup playoffs, <laughs> so they might as well get to enjoy uh, enjoy a nice all-star weekend, right? Whoa, for the top ropes this morning, Jim. I love it. Yeah, so they might as well. This is as close as they're going to get to... Them uh, and the Cowboys yeah. just meet up every uh, every early first round of each uh, postseason, <laughs> kind of hang out on the golf course, I guess. Yeah, exactly, and talk about why why we can't get it done. Yeah, no, it looks good. Uh, McKinnon drafted McCarr onto his team, you know, or, or they were they were co-captains, um, you know, which was nice. So they'll be playing together. It sounded like a lot of the Maple Leafs ended up on the same team too. 
I don't know how I feel about the draft style for an all-star game. Kind of like um, what the, the NBA's done in the yeah, past. Yeah, right, right. You know, and this is the first time I think the NHL's done it since 2015. Um, you know, because I used to love watching the East versus West battles, you know, and, and you know, sometimes the divisional stuff. But, you know, it's also fun. I didn't have a chance to watch the, the little draft last night. I was on the ice and stuff, but... You had work sure. to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, too, like, I see the guys. I mean, they're drafting their buddies, right? Like, which is cool. I like it. But also, too, like, part of the All-Star game, I want to see guys playing with different Absolutely. players. Absolutely. That's the cool thing about it. Like, I love McCarr McKenna being on the same. It's sweet, right? Oh, you know, pulls at my heart, right? But also, like, I'd love to see McKinnon and McDavid play, like, on a line right. together it's, or something. It's like I know? watched the We Are the World documentary. You want to see Willie Nelson sing with Dion Warwick. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see Huey Lewis sing uh, with Cindy Lauper. I mean, you want you want to see these these you know these incredibly talented people in this case, incredibly talented hockey players playing with people that they don't play with normally. This is it. This is the only time that they'll play with them unless they get traded or free agent or whatever. Oh. Yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, that does kind of. I get you like being with your your boys, yeah. but. I think it's cool that you get a chance to play with people you don't normally play with. I did. I did see a fun tweet. One of the good things is McKinnon, I think, did get Crosby on his team. So That's you know, cool. it's something for Avs fans out there to Boyhood be, maybe maybe be able to watch too, and just you know, hey Pittsburgh, still send Sidney Crosby over. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's cool. I've you, been I've been eye watching where the Penguins are at the standings to see. I don't think they'd ever do it. I no, I. I, I It'd be um, it'd be unbelievable. I mean, I know the Colts got rid of Manning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you but never, you I never feel, know. Yeah, NFL though. I mean, like it, the draft, I feel is a little different too, and guys can be. I think Andrew Luck was there. I mean, if it, if it had been anyone else in any other year, I really doubt they would have. They would have taken the gamble, and I mean, hopefully Andrew, the surgeries worked out. The guy and, was a unicorn. I mean, he was so yeah. smart coming out of Stanford. But anyways, yeah. I'm super excited for it. They got the skills competition at 5 o'clock on ESPN tonight. Um, it should be really fun. Uh, I don't think McKinnon's in the fastest skater competition. I can't remember. Because they know that the rest of the field would lose. <laughs> that'd be, oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun to see. See him smoke that those guys. Guy, that guy looks like he's just galloping on a horse through battle. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. And, uh, of course, uh, Nathan McKinnon named the uh, NHL star for the month of January. Two months in a row. Yeah, because he also got it in December as well. Two months in a row he's that's first how, star of the month. good he's been. He's been the best player in the NHL by far. Uh, you know, and, and Kale, Kale McCarr is getting a little overlooked by Quinn Hughes this year from the national media, which, you know, is what it is. But Kale McCarr, I still think, is better than Quinn Hughes. Um and, uh, yeah, and McKinnon's just, he's putting on a show. I mean, it's its an off year for McDavid a little bit, and McDavid's really been heating up, and he's going to try and catch up in this points race. But, I mean, it's kind of a two-horse race right now between Kucherov and McKinnon. All right, so the Avalanche make a move. They, they bring in Zach Parisi, who um, has not played since April 28th when the Islanders lost to the Hurricanes in six games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So it's been a while. It's 39. What does he bring to this team that the Avalanche don't have? Is there is there an area that he, a need that he specifically fits? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Once upon a time, this would have been a bit of a splice, a bit of a splashy signing. Oh God, Zach Parise would, would have been when, fantastic when he was playing for the Devils. Um, you know, he went to the Cup Finals with the Devils when they lost to the Kings, I believe, and back in twenty God thirteen, twenty fifteen, or something, maybe. And he's pain in the butt um, when he's with the Wild. Played with the Wild. You know, he. It's not like he played poorly with the Islanders. Um, as far as the need, you know, I think I think they're getting a really good veteran. He's going to understand Bednar's structure very well, and I think that's going to bleed out to to these other guys. You know, some of the Ross Colins and first year guys that they picked up, and and he'll be a really good plug and play. And I want to say a bit of a Darren Helm role. Okay, probably. Will lefty, vet, veteran winger, guy, veteran. He's probably going to bury a goal or two when you least expect it, and it's going to be a big goal. Um, and and I think that he's going to have more positive than negative as far as his structure and everything. But I mean, if we're looking for a guy who's going to go out and he's going to get a goal every two games, I mean, it's not him. Right? It's the production is going to have to come from from other areas, but. Potentially, he's going to be able to free up guys to get some of that production as well. I just don't know, you know, because in a hockey system, if you're able to, you know, create a cycle or something off a wall or something just very easy, you're going to be able to potentially free up a Kale car around the blue line. Kale car doesn't need much space. Sure. I mean, you, if you get him the puck and he's open, he lost a guy and he can still get a clean shot from the blue line. I mean, that's a high percentage scoring Absolutely. opportunity for the Avalanche. So, you know, there's there's little things with that. So. I'm excited. I mean, it's another good roster piece. I don't think he's very expensive. No. You know, so he, so they're fine on the salary cap piece side of things. The classic good guy in the dressing room. Yep. Oh, yeah. Character guy, veteran guy, been there, done that, adds to that, you know, yeah. that experience. Yeah. No, and, and with Drew in starting to play a little bit better and, and buying into the culture that the Avs have, which is, you know, it's, they they're they're loose, but they're not loose. Like McKinnon, they're pretty tight. You know what I mean? Is just how they play. Is it's a very serious brand of of hockey. You know, you you see Zegris and some of these younger kids. You know, having fun and smiling. I'm not saying McKinnon doesn't have fun, but he's there to win. You right. know, like first and foremost, he's there to compete before fun. You know, he's and that's how he's wired. Um, but I'm excited, and you know, God God knows where Landy's at. Yeah. Um, you know, we, the Chushkin, which he was so, it was red hot. Oh yeah. And when he comes out of the program, what's that going to look like? I mean, he's been off the ice for a while. I mean, you, you know how that goes. Guys get hot. You, and then all of a sudden you shut it down yep. and I understand. And it's, it's for a very good reason. He's doing this. Yep. It's not frivolous. It's, it's an important reason he's doing this. But then you get back to the hockey aspect of it when he comes back. Is he going to be able to regain that? Well, he, and that's going to be tough. He probably would have been an all-star selection. Absolutely would have like been. Like, he, he really blew it himself a little bit there just because I guess he was having, you know, issues that a lot of us struggle with our own issues, and he was having some off the ice. But I... I don't think it's he's going to come back and be bad. I no. mean, I, I like, I think but he's... But not like what he was, though. <sighs> You never know. I it's mean, tough, yeah. I mean, he's right at his prime too. Like, and and I think that, and sometimes when you you clean the engine, you, it runs smoother too. Maybe it's even yeah. You know, I I don't know. Is even better. 
and 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 he's got the guys he was playing with you know should be available for when he comes back um you know i i and i think that'll be another really good pick you know get back guy but yeah it'll be interesting um you know and last week after i left i heard the gentleman call in talking about goaltending you know and and mark andre Fleury. that'd be a big splash be really great um, I agree. I think they need to find a, another goalie. I don't know if it'd be math or not, but it'd be it'd be great to see them try and pull something. Because um, Prostatov does not seem to be the answer. Jesus, no, that guy, that <laughs> poor guy. Uh, no, he's not the answer. He no. um, he he's had a shot. You know it. And then Frankie, we don't know. I, I is he out for the year still? I can't remember. He's been yeah. I haven't checked an update on on his status, but it's it's not looking like he'll be back anytime soon. Used to Sandinen, it was, is was okay. I will say though, it, it is looking like the Avs won that George uh, Georgiev trade because Shashirkin or Shashirkin, the goalie for the Rangers, has not been no nearly as good as Georgie this year either. Um, which, you know, was funny when we got, when we picked up Georgie, you know, two years, one year ago, I guess this, this will be a second second year. Yep. Um, you know, that was one of the things is like, you know, the Rangers, all they had two good goalies. They were able to spare one, but you know, Georgie's been playing a lot of hockey, especially for a goalie nowadays. And and he's been holding on strongly and which is great, but but you got to have some depth as we saw with. It's Darcy Kemper and Pablo Franzos yep. in it's the Stanley Cup run. First, second round, you can tell sometimes guys will get tired. And that's where goal, some younger goalies really pick up the slack. You know what I mean? And that's where the two goalies really works in your favor. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think that's a priority for them. I think that teams know it's a priority and are not necessarily giving potentially the best deals right now. But I think, you know, they're smart enough to wait it out a little bit. I think there's going to be a goalie that potentially pops available for them. And if not, you know, they're trusting an Ananen and, you know, Prosperov's not it. This guy, just get rid of him. I'm sorry. Just, but get him out of there. I'm just trying to take a quick look here and see where uh, where things are with Pavel Francouz. Um, looking here to see. Let's see. He went uh, went back to back to the Czech Republic. Nice. He's, he's out the rest of the season. Yeah, I I, think, I, fig- I figured he was. I think it was like a full season one. They got yeah. it. They got it. They need to find someone. They got to find somebody because they don't. They don't have an answer. They got to find right someone. Now. I mean, and and yeah, they don't. And that's the thing. You know, uh, Ve- Vegas went last year, searched for Quick. You know, they got a deal done for Quick, and now Quick's on the Rangers, playing well for them. Um, you know, maybe Mark Andre Fleury, if we, you know, there can get a bite. I don't know, but you know, they they got to really find someone to go in there and 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 just be there, just a in case guy. You know, good a good backup quarterback. Almost, I said, you know? recent history cup run shows that it's important to have two really good guys, and yep. and that's where they that's a that's a weakness right now for this team, no doubt. We have Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, with us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. So uh, what's shaking at River City right now? Oh, we're rolling. You know, we're, we're in the skates going. The we're in the plays going great. Curling. Every time I drive by the parking lot, it's always full. Yeah, it's the awesome. Guys are so it, busy. It's it's awesome. Um, You know, a lot, a lot of little kids going in, you know, with, with the winter season, stuff like that. CMU games have been going great. Um, We got another, another CMU game tonight at 7. Uh, they play Colorado College. 
um, their club team, and then again tomorrow at 345. School's got a little hockey history at the uh, oh, Division yeah. One level. Oh, yeah. Peter Sania, Hobie Baker winner, used to yeah. coach with him down in Denver. Um, had another guy who's running camps up here named Steve Strunk, played at CC down there. Um, CC's fun, man. They just built a new arena um, for their team down there as well. I think this is the second season that they've had it. But so, yeah, so CC's coming up. Uh, Mesa will play them. Mesa absolutely dog-walked Western last week. Um, sorry for all the Western fans out there. That hockey team will try to get better. Uh, but, <laughs> better uh, luck next time, guys. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see where they end up now. Uh, and then they have Air Force at home next week, which Air Force's club hockey team, those are some strong boys, uh, you know, down there at the Air Force Academy. So that'll be some tougher games for, for the kids next weekend. But... If they can, fi- if Mesa can find a way here to win these last four games, which again, this weekend I think they have a chance to go two and zero against Air Force is going to be a very high challenge. But if CMU can do that, they might have a chance to make make a little run potentially for a national spot, um, even even with a little bit of a rougher start at the beginning of the year. So, you know, that would be really good for them. Be really exciting to see. Um, you know, so their game's been fun. Boys have been playing really well. They play again tonight at 7, like I was saying, and again tomorrow at 345, and then home games next weekend. So, yeah, uh, you know, those are those are probably our bigger events is the college games, you know, and Cap Rock's getting better. They won 3-1 to one last week against Summit. Great. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing great yes. for JV. You know, we're working on seeing if we can still get the varsity thing going, you know, and it's just always a jump going from JV to a varsity um and and a lot of things got to be green white you know so it's just making sure checking boxes making sure that chassa you know will allow us to potentially do that as well and uh and that'd be great and i'd love to, i'd love to have varsity high school hockey as soon as we can in, in the and valley then pretty but, soon we're going to have a chassa representative here in the valley mike book yeah is going to be assigned to work the western slope yeah representing chassa working at a grand junction that. so you'll have an a, a person to directly talk to with Chassa. Wow. About these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. We we now the nice thing about the hockey system is too how it's set up. We have we have a hockey direct Chassa representative too. Um based out of Denver, not based on the western slope. But yeah, it'll be that'll be really nice to have a, a local a local Chassa guy in here. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a pilot program that uh, we had Mike Kruger, the, the Chassa commissioner on yesterday and Mike books from Steamboat, but they're he'll he'll live here and work out of Grand Junction to represent the Western Slope for Chassa. So that'll be a, oh. be a nice, uh, I think it's it's a great idea that, that Chassa is doing this to have an in-person representative and a guy like Mike that, that knows the Western Slope really, really well. Uh, so River City Sportplex, uh, you've got uh, the, the open skating, you've got curling, you got all these things. Mesa Hockey tonight at 7 o'clock. So uh, once again, RiverCitySportplex.com to get all the information on all these things and learn to skate, learn to play hockey, all that stuff as well. You got that too, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. We're super excited. We're going to be um, starting to re- reconstruct our lobby a little bit and do some stuff there probably about uh, February, March to uh, to May. So you can get some changes down over there and keep uh, keep building the facility up. So super excited. Program's running good. Kids are loving hockey. So All right, man. Yeah. Well, have a good weekend. No, I appreciate you guys too, man. All right, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Got a winner for Where in the World is Tyler Franson. We'll also get somebody else qualified for the Buffalo Wild Wings Big Game Giveaway. That's coming up next. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. 
The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, The Team. All right, 8.53. Oh, little Noah Khan's always great on a Friday. It is. He's he's yeah. slowly but he's, surely growing on me, too. He is uh, one of my favorites. Love Noah Khan. All right, uh, so we have a winner for Where in the World is Tyler Franzen. We do. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Cody correctly answering the Feral Center in... Texas at the University of Baylor. All right, very good. Yeah, Kim Mulkey, of course, Baylor coach. For a long time. A long time. All right, so uh, we'll get a qualifier right now for our Buffalo Wild Wings. So the fifth texter, once again, you don't win, you're qualified. We'll draw the winner, start out the show next Thursday. Yes. Table for six, 50 wings at Buffalo Wild Wings for the big game February 11th, right here on the team. Coverage starts at noon between the Chiefs and the 49ers. So, fifth texture, please. If you've already qualified, you can only qualify once. You're, you're in. You're in. Don't don't. If you've already qualified, don't send us another one. So, um, send your text in right now. First name, last name. B Dubs on your text to nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Get qualified for the Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway. All right, next hour, bring a couple of the interviews uh, from uh, the folks we'll be going in tonight to the uh, Wildcat Hall of Fame out at Fruita Monument. We'll have the, the coverage of the basketball games tonight. Uh, Buckeye Boy will be out there pregame at 5 o'clock, girls at 5.30, boys at 7 o'clock. And um, we'll have uh, some of the conversations I've had with the, the folks going into the Wildcat Hall of Fame coming up next hour. And uh, so make sure you join us for that. Still time to text in about Jim Harbaugh. How concerned are you about Harbaugh being in the AFC West now, coaching the Chargers? We're surprised Belichick did not get a job. Send those to us today on the team line, 970-242-1340, hour three. Coming up next.